0: Hey friends, welcome to the Live Your Freaking Life podcast. I'm your host, Christine. And I'm your other host, Selena. We are two
1: BFFs and life coaches who talk about the science of happiness and well being to help you live your freaking life. And today, mm. I think we've talked about, I think we've said we need to do an episode on this like a year ago, Yeah, which is terrible. Yeah. But today, we are going to be talking about burnout. Yeah, and the cure. And the cure for burnout. Yes. So it's, it's good. I'm excited to finally actually be talking about this. me too, because we personally talk about this a lot. We Um, do. Well, and and some of the things we're going to talk about have just become part of our personal vernacular. So yeah,
0: Yeah. let's set that aside for a moment. How's your week? Oh, my week was really good. My weekend was wonderful. It was Jim's birthday was on Saturday. Um, it's 55th birthday. Wow. Crazy. And then Mother's Day was Sunday. And so it was just an entire weekend with our family. And it was just very refreshing. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. And it was super easy. Jason cooked all the food on Saturday for Jim's birthday. Well, first I took Jim on Saturday for a couple's massage. That's right. I forgot you were gonna do that. Okay, funny story. The night before we went out to dinner with friends, he had no idea, by the way, I just told him on Saturday, you need to leave the bagel bar by two o'clock because you need to come home, get a shower. We're leaving at three. Um, I have a surprise for you. I'm Not telling you what it is. We're just doing it right. Well, Friday night, we're out to dinner with friends and I mentioned it again. I was like, Jim, you got to remember. And he was like, he had forgotten. He was like, oh, oh yeah. Okay, fine. Whatever. And then our friend goes. Oh, maybe she's taking you for a massage. <gasps> what was it? What was no, it? Let <laughs> He goes, um, and Jim goes, no. Oh my word! I, I'm like, oh my gosh! Thankfully, I wasn't sitting across from him; I was sitting next to him, so he couldn't see my reaction. Right. And yeah. And he just keeps going like, no, I don't want anybody but my wife touching my body. And I don't like that. And oh, like, my word. Hey, you, you used to get massages. Like, what are you even talking about? He was like, yeah, that was different. That was another time. Nope. Don't, don't like it. And I was like, oh, okay. He's already put in a deposit. i like, I am like, whatever. So I was going to tell him and I said, no, but then he got home from work a little early and I was like, okay, there's time to tell him now. So I told him and he was kind of like, I, he's like, I'm being, I'm really struggling right now. And I said, why? And he said, because I do not want to seem ungrateful, but I really don't want to do this. Like, this is, I'm really struggling. And I was like, okay, well, it's totally up to you. But inside I'm like, what? Like I have Ashley and Amanda, Amber, Amber, Ashley and Amber, the sisters booked like the chance, the the fact that I even got an appointment yeah. with them, like not even two weeks ago, on his birthday. So I just said, hey, "So we went," and he actually. Oh, he went. went? He, we went. Yes. Oh. And it was so nice. They're incredible, and the new facility. You're right. New oh, Beginnings. it's beautiful. What's it called? New Beginnings Wellness. I think so. Ball, oh, I have no idea. So so nice. Um, beautiful room, and yeah, and he he actually he liked it. He liked it. Next day. Really sore, yeah. You know, you move your body in ways that you haven't it in a long time. It was fantastic. Then we came home, and everybody was there. Jason was cooking all the food, so yeah, it was it was really wonderful. Nice, yes. And I leave tomorrow for France. France, what? San Francisco. I know that's exciting to see Jordan and Karina. And how long are you going to be there? I'll be there until I leave. Really late. I'm doing a a red eye on Monday night, so I'll be home on Tuesday. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'm so happy. So, how about your weekend? Finally, my weekend was
1: crazy. I mean, it was good. It was exhausting, but it was good. Friday, um, Friday was Alex's last day at his last final. Friday morning, so Frank had taken Friday off, and uh, he and I went out Friday morning and had breakfast and went a couple places, and it was lovely. And then we went and moved him out of Cutstown University and back home. Um, And then Friday. Evening, Cassie wanted to make friendship bracelets for the Taylor Swift concert because it's a whole thing. Oh my gosh. And everybody going to the concert is making these bracelets and trading them there. Oh and it's totally a thing. Totally a thing. And I saw the so picture. I was she and Frank sat at the table, and I think between the two of them, probably made close to 50 bracelets. Wow. Because she made some for a couple of, for her friends who were coming uh, yeah. and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. So Friday night was that. And I just, I just chilled. Saturday, we got ready and left for the concert around two thirty, mm-hmm. quarter to three, two thirty, quarter to three. Um, so it was Cassie and two of her friends, me and Frank, and the giant excursion limo. Oh which my was, gosh,
0: that was amazing! Was so, so that cool. was Cassie's friend's parents. Yeah, they booked it. it for you guys. They
1: did. Yep, they booked mm-hmm. it. And so um, they had so much fun driving down there in that. I bet. Oh, my gosh. They had the music blasting Mm -hmm. and there was lights inside there. And like it, they just had an absolute ball. And Uh, you guys looked adorable. Oh, we did. I know. Oh, I know we did. We all did. Okay, you need to know that Frank grew his mustache out like that. For that concert. No,
0: he didn't. For that look. No, he didn't. He was
1: committed. You don't even know.
0: Oh my God.
1: And he abruptly shaved it like the next day.
0: Best girl dad ever.
1: (laughs) But yeah, so um, yeah. So we went down there and I'll tell you what, the people watching was sublime. It was amazing because Mm -hmm. everybody was so dressed up. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Wow. I mean, I have never seen so many sequins in one place in my life. It was just this celebration of, I don't even know how to explain it, but there was, it was, it was bejeweled (laughs) everything, everywhere. The men, the women, you name it. Wow. It was, yeah. And it was a ton of people. It was sold out. It's 70,000 people in the link, 70,000, but get a load of this. I found out the next day they had Closed the streets around the link. Mm-hmm. So like we could only get so close being dropped off, which was fine. They shut the streets down. Well, they shut the streets down because there were 20,000 additional people
0: in the parking lot. In the parking lot, just so they could hear it. Yep. Yeah. Jen Fisher. Oh my word. Time, I guess her and her daughter went and they basically tailgated and just yeah. outside and just sounds like she had, Crazy. They had the best time crazy. I can't nuts 90,000 plus people on one night. And she was there three nights. You go Taylor.
1: Yeah. She killed. And let me tell you, she killed it. Oh my gosh. The show was so good. And I have said this, like, I'm not like some crazy Swifty. I'm really not. Um, but that show was hands down the most incredible show I've ever been to. I have never seen production like that in my life. I'm telling you, if you had seen the production level, you would understand. Wow. And she performed for three and a half hours straight. No, she didn't. Oh, yes, she did. Three and a half hours that straight. Just crazy. her. Yeah. I mean, just her. I mean, yeah. she didn't take a break in between or anything like that.
0: But other she, than costume. I was going to say, because I saw the pictures, like Cassie's pictures. She like had a different outfit on every. Excuse me. I felt like it looked like every song she was. She was. union drink. I got it. Okay. No, I just had a little bit. Down
1: the
0: room, too. That's amazing. Oh my yeah, god, it
1: was so amazing! But yeah, her costumes were gorgeous. She didn't hit a bad note the whole night. Oh, I am still trying not to cough. I what is happening here? Take a sip. No, I have water right here. Oh, okay. It's not that I don't need more water. I need the water in my windpipe to get out of there. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, it was phenomenal. Our seats were so good, Frank and ours. We were one section off the floor we were the first section off the floor Mm -hmm. and we were right near um the end stage she had like three stage areas kind of set up with like walkway in between them yeah
0: yeah
1: and it was just so cool so we were very close to her and then the girls were in floor section number one so they were literally up against the stage so when she would come to that side of the stage I mean my word I mean, if they stick out their tongue, they could have licked her. Like that would have oh, been, they were very, very close to her. Um, so yeah, it was, it was an incredible night. Um. We left there and hopped back in the limo and that was the best part. Can I just tell you Aww. to not have to deal with the traffic, Yeah. to not even have to think about it. Like our limo driver texted us, dropped a pin of where he was oh. and we just walked to it. Nice. It was amazing. It was
0: amazing, but we didn't get home till 2 a.m. Wow. 2 a.m. So how long, like, were you sitting in the car? Like, how long did it take you from the time you left? The it concert? was a little over two hours. Oh, that's not
1: bad at no, all. No, it really was not. Oh. Yeah, that's we awesome. were in the car by uh, 11.45 and okay. home by two. Yeah, it really was not bad.
0: Good. Aww. But yeah,
1: so nice. then Sunday, I was exhausted. Like, we were just still exhausted mm-hmm. from the whole thing. I mean, it was... 12 hours of going hard, you know? (laughs) Um, but then Sunday was mother's day and Frank bought me a beautiful, huge bouquet of flowers, Mm. which I was not expecting made me the most delicious blueberry Dutch baby for breakfast. Mm, It was so good. And then, uh, me my favorite half-bake harvest recipe, the spicy ginger, crispy salmon bowls. Oh yeah. With the mango peach salsa. Mm. Lord of mercy. That's good that for me last year. Right. Oh, maybe I think so. Yes. Yeah. Cause oh it gosh, is really, really good. Yeah. Aww. So Sunday was, was pretty chill, which was nice, which yeah. is what I needed. And I have to be honest, even like Monday, I was still tired. Mm. It's like, I need a nap like 2am and 45 do not go together. Hmm. They just don't. You're lost. It's very sad. <laughs> It's very, very sad. sad I totally understand. So, yeah. So that was my weekend. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. So cool. Oh, so, so
0: cool. Very nice. All right. So, you ready to talk about burnout? I am. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Let's start here. Okay.
1: When or have (laughs) you experienced burnout?
0: Oh, gosh. Really? Yeah. Well, just a few years ago hmm Um, I think it was past burnout though. Yeah. And we need to define burnout. But well, I'm no, gonna, let's just talk yeah, about what we were I'm gonna share first. my experience first. Um so a couple of years ago, uh uh gosh, you know, going through COVID and um uh, I I just was in a place where it's so I'm the executive team of a very large church having to help make a lot of really, really difficult decisions. And, um, you know, like as usual, people don't always agree. Mm-hmm. Right. So we had very little group think, and it was a lot of differing opinions. And, um, I felt like whatever decision we made, half of the people hated us and half of the people loved us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt like more people hated. it. Uh, I'm going to say for me personally, it felt like more people hated me <laughs> yeah. than loved me. Um, and then just different things that I've shared about, you know, pertaining to when George Floyd was murdered and a mm-hmm. social media post that I made that I felt was like, so. Benign. Um, yeah. And yeah. And I was trying to be helpful and kind and loving and yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and th- then the, the um, response that I got from that and the the way that people misunderstood and then canceled me and came at me and mm-hmm. all of that, like, all of a sudden, a mixture of things, right? My dad had also just passed away not that long ago and still processing through that. Um, I was just starting to feel this sense of no matter what I do, yeah. it's not good enough. And I started to have really, really high blood pressure. I started to have breakout in hives. Mm-hmm. I started to um, just really kind of feel almost nothing, like just empty but at the same time, lots of feelings. And I know that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and just exhaust it. Like mm-hmm. all I wanted to do was sleep and not talk to anybody. I literally just wanted to, I think I said to you a couple of times, like, I literally just want to pack up my things and move away from literally everyone. Yeah. And it was a really lonely, crazy place to be. Um, and come to find out I had adrenal fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, And so my body was just like, it's that whole concept, right? The body keeps the score. So it was years, it was years and years of stuff and grief and anger and like all of the stuff building up on top of all of those things that I just started to kind of fall apart.
1: Yeah. 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 How about you? Yeah. I think my experience with burnout, uh, was also while I was working at the church for sure. Um, it was it I can totally <laughs> I could reiterate a lot of the things you just said, like you make decisions, half the people love you, half the people hate you. Mm-hmm. The people who hate you are much louder and send more emails, yes, <laughs> and make more phone calls. Yes. um, and I know I got to a point where I felt like I was trying to do things to move us in a better, more cohesive direction. That mm-hmm. would be best for everyone. Right. And there was a contingency of people who were very unhappy with me mm-hmm. and made sure to let me know, made sure to let some of my bosses know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just got to the point where I just could not give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Fresh out of them. Mm-hmm. Like I just couldn't mm-hmm. because no matter what I did, I was getting an email. Mm. I was getting a nasty phone call. I was getting a, uh, we need to sit down and talk. Mm -hmm. And then they show up with three men intent to intimidate me. Mm. Yeah. You can F right off with that. Mm -hmm. And so after you experienced that, or I should say, after I experienced that Mm -hmm. for months on end, I was done. I just, I couldn't do it. I was having heart palpitations, I was having um, times where my heart would just start racing out of nowhere. Yeah, And I mean like I remember
0: 120,
1: 130 beats per minute for hours. Mm-hmm. And it would not stop. Even after I was home, mm-hmm. um, it started getting to the point where if my phone rang between the hours of six and 9 PM, I would like panic. Mm-hmm. It would trigger a uh, fight, flight or freeze response in me. Yeah, because it was going to be one of my people, one of my group leaders, mm-hmm. texting me or calling me because something, what they didn't like, something mm-hmm. the chairs weren't right or whatever. Right, and I just, I just couldn't do it anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: like it just burned me out. It really, really did. Um,
0: I think it's really hard place to be when your motives are so good, yeah, pure, and you just want to help people leadership is a very, very, very lonely place. Oh my goodness. Yes. Very lonely place. And man, if you don't have, and even that, like, so I was going to say, if you don't have um, a group of people surrounding you that understand it and get it. And but I would say, even when you do, it's still hard. Yeah. It's It's still very hard, but
1: I, you know, it's just and I feel like this for both of us, but I'll just speak for me in that situation. There were people that should have had our back mm-hmm. that did not mm-hmm. that I think would have changed. At least I know it would have changed my experience of mm-hmm. it. It would have helped it. Yeah, it wouldn't have taken it away, but it certainly would have helped. Yeah. Um, and that was not
0: not what I had. It makes sense. That makes sense. There was yeah, there was a lack of clarity and a lack of um, unity in those things. And so then then it's like it's it feels it's like a lack it, of backbone. Yeah. I mean and really coming at you from all different yeah. angles. And again, when your motives are good and pure and you're just trying to be helpful. Yeah. There's yeah. And so yeah, it's crazy because then it literally does. I mean, stress really does make us sick. And I think yes. sometimes we we don't equate the two. We don't we really separate. It's almost like feel like we separate like, oh, those are external things. Mm-hmm. you know and so but my body is internal and so yeah that so what's not really but be
1: yeah no it's a oh. huge thing yeah we can die from stress yes. because of the effects that it has on our body yeah it is that serious and I think it's that serious particularly here in the west like we just yeah yeah we run ourselves ragged so yeah let's let's talk about the the signs of burnout so that we can kind of you Know, uh, please piece some of these things together.
0: Yeah, does that make sense? Or were we you yeah. going to say something? Well, I was going to say, I think it's good to say one of the most helpful things for us, I think, was um, this book called Burnout The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. Um, it's written by two sisters, Emily and, and Amelia. Amelia Nagoski. And 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 again, that combined with well, you heard about the but you said the body keeps the score. Oh, yeah, the book mm-hmm. from them. Yeah, um, and so gosh, so much incredible research. Oh my word. In this book that, and and it started because Emily wrote the book, come as you are. Yes. And it's a book about like how to have a fulfilling sex life essentially. It is. Right. Yeah. But this, she says that the, the one chapter that she got the most feedback about that people said was most helpful was about this whole idea of this stress response cycle, emotions, how to process emotions and, and, and all of that. And so that's what led Well, then the next thing was her sister, Amelia, ended up in the hospital Mm -hmm. um, for four days. Doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. She was going through a Ph.D. program, had a ton of stress. So they basically just said, oh, it's it must be stress. And so and that's great because it was right. Mm -hmm. But just go home and relax. Go home. Go calm down. Yeah. Go home and relax. And she was like, "Ah." well, her sister, who's in the um, public health fields and has her Ph.D., is also a doctor was like, wait a second, you got it. Do you see the connection here between yeah. the stress, the emotions and what it's doing to your body? And Amelia was like, huh? and then she started reading all these books. One of them was, um, the body keeps the score and she just, everything just was like, oh. and then they said, you know what? Cause then she got better. Um, and found that there are things you can do yeah. to help with stress. Um, and deal with stressors, which we need to talk about the difference between those things um, in order to avoid burnout. Mm-hmm. And so it's phenomenal research and I think mind blowing. And so, do you want to first talk about like what does th- define burnout? They say that burnout is the experience of feeling overwhelmed and exhausted by everything you have to do. And yet, somehow, you're still worried that you're not doing enough.
1: Yeah, that's a great definition. And they kind of like get a little more granular with it. They break it down into some signs of burnout. So
0: three components, right? Like there's different people experience burnout in different ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the first one they talk about is emotional exhaustion. So that would be like the fatigue of caring too much Mm. for too long. Mm. Gosh, (laughs) when I hear just that, it makes me think of, um, makes me think a lot of compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it makes me think of, you know, we have a shooting every couple of days here in the U S now for some reason. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we barely flinch at it anymore. Yeah. Yep. We barely flinch. It's the emotional exhaustion mm-hmm. of it being this constant thing. It's yes. not normal guys, right? This is not normal. This is not okay. Yeah. But it's become so common that we're just emotionally exhausted from it. Yeah.
0: And then the other one is a decreased sense of accomplishment where you just keep working harder and harder and harder and you don't feel like you're making a difference. Yeah. And I remember that. I think I I kept, I think personally when I start when I I recognized this because I was like, what are you doing? Like I was like a hamster on a wheel, right? Like mm-hmm. if, I more, if I just do 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 more, I'm gonna feel something. Like I'm going yeah. to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel like I'm finally like making a difference. And no matter what I did, I felt like nothing mattered. It yeah. wasn't making a difference, which is, I think also closely connected to the third thing. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And by the way, they have one definition
1: for decreased sense of accomplishment. I absolutely love the unconquerable sense of futility. Mm. I love that. The unconquerable sense of wow. futility. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like as part of my burnout, I, I absolutely felt that mm-hmm. I absolutely felt like no matter what I do, mm-hmm. it's not making people happy. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Like it. And so then you, mm-hmm. you run into that emotional exhaustion. Yeah. yeah. The third one was depersonalization mm-hmm. and that they kind of categorize as the depletion of empathy, caring, and compassion. Yeah. So again, kind of like that, um, that emotional exhaustion, but Also with depersonalization, it's like, it's almost like when you lose that sense of meaning between who you are and what you're doing, Mm -hmm. Um, because that sense of meaning is really, really important. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, those would be the three main things, emotional exhaustion, decreased sense of accomplishment and
0: depersonalization. Those are all signs of burnout. Yeah. And they, and they talk about the research actually shows that Uh, burnout manifests itself in different ways in men and in women. Mm -hmm. And for women in particular, it shows up a lot more. The emotional exhaustion piece shows up a lot more. Um, So that's, I think, what we're going to really talk about, you know, burnout being caused by emotional exhaustion and um, what that actually look like, looks like what it's from. Yeah. And again, how to how to avoid yeah. burnout and what to do when you start to feel it.
1: Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about this when a stressful event happens, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Stressful event happens, our amygdala kicks in, fight, mm-hmm. flight, or freeze. Yep. Right? Fight, you're gonna approach, you're gonna conquer, you're gonna attack, right? Yep. Fight or flight, I'm out of here. You're gonna run. Like I gotta hell. run. <laughs> yep. And freeze is like playing dead. Mm. Now, here's the thing, which I thought was really interesting. We don't choose mm. fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah, that's true. I never really our thought about that. Our bodies choose it. And our bodies and brains work together behind the scenes like they do so often. Mm-hmm. And they pick which one they think will get you the greatest chances of survival. survival. Yep. And so, and this comes
0: back from like, this we is revolutionary. Were this way yes. to avoid, I mean, as I think about it, like they talk about the lions, right? Yep. And the hippos and things like that. But, you know, I think also like dinosaurs, right? Like, just sure. like, holy cow, like years and years and years ago, to survive, the amygdala was there to save your life. Yes, literally. And that's what your brain and body are
1: perpetually doing. Yes. They are perpetually trying to keep you alive and yeah. keep you safe. Yeah. The problem is that you know we were made in such a way that our bodies encounter this fight, flight, or freeze response, this stress response, in response to stressors that at one time were things like lions, yeah, telling lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my! Yes. Right. Right. And now. We don't have those things right now. It's kind of like a chronic stress. now. It's a, exactly. It's like a slow drip, which is not, which is not good because we're made. These systems exist in our bodies for those quick moments. Yep. Like, oh my gosh, there's a lion. I've got to run. Yes. Not for the moments. Oh my gosh, my coworker's an asshole. And I see them three times mm-hmm. a day mm-hmm. and it's this slow drip yeah. every day.
0: Yeah. But our bodies don't know the difference. Yeah. This was this was like the a, a realization for me, like that really uh, gosh, I never thought about this way. And so if you go back to, you know, so many years ago, you know, having that response, a lion's coming at you, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, there's a lion. And so you you go run, right? So you start to run. And then what happens is your adrenaline picks up and your yep. cortisol increases and your blood pressure goes up and you're um, your heart rate increases and your, um, respiration increases, your immune system shuts down, your digestive system su- shuts down your reproductive system. It's like, we don't need Everything you right stops. now, right? Yeah. Those all suppress not important because you don't need them. And it's like, go, 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 you run, 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 run. And then you get away from the lion and now all of a sudden you just ran, right? Mm-hmm. You get away and the lion is now gone and you like send a message to your body. It's like, ah, oh, Okay. I'm safe. Well, wow, It's amazing. I survived. I'm alive. You completed this stress right. response cycle. So it has a beginning that she talks about it in the book about like it being like a tunnel, like your emotions being like a tunnel or stress. So there's a beginning and that's the part where there's a perceived stressor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you perceive a threat and then there's a middle and that's when you're physically doing something like running away mm-hmm. from the lion. And then there's the end and that's the process where you, you tell your body, okay, we're safe now. So it, it when you think about that, right? Like you, we need to process those emotions oh, yeah. and stress from start from beginning to middle to end. But so many times, because we live in this, this a society where there's yep. this chronic level of stress. And this is like, these are everyday things from raising right. kids, commuting, sitting in traffic, you know, road rage. So, like you just said, like. a a coworker saying something, you know, whatever, posting a comment, you know, coming at you because you, you said something on social media and now they're attacking you. And you're like, what, what are you talking about? That's Mm -hmm. what I meant. Um, and so this chronic level of stress, but when you constantly have that, yeah, your body is in a constant fight or flight. That's exactly it. And that's where then your body keeps the store, the score, your Mm -hmm. stress gets stored up in your body and you never. You never go through the completing the stress exactly. cycles, but I love it because that's the good news. Is right. what they found is with those constant chronic stressors, you actually can do things every day. You can so to, you to avoid burnout. And here's what happens: you know, our body's keeping the score because
1: in those moments, you said like all those different things kick in. It is your body is pumping out chemicals like crazy. Yeah, it is pumping those things out. Like cortisol in particular, Mm -hmm. which is very not good for us in large Mm -hmm. quantities. Mm -hmm. Right. It is pumping out these chemicals. And unless we do something, and often it has it should be something physical, Mm -hmm. not always, but Mm -hmm. often Mm -hmm. unless we do that, those chemicals, we are literally just bathing in them. Yes. All the time. It's like
0: they're toxic. And it
1: literally is changing your physiology. It is changing your body. Did you know that you can actually change your DNA by doing certain things? Hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Mm -hmm. So like I was just reading about this the other day, Um, but certain like uh, family traits, Mm -hmm. you know, like, well, they're always anxious people, right? Mm -hmm. So like my mom's a warrior, so they're a warrior. And there is a genetic component to that. There Mm -hmm. is. Um, if you choose to conquer that through whatever, therapy, however you need to do it, Mm -hmm. it can actually begin to change your DNA and it becomes something that you do not pass on. Isn't that fascinating? And it makes total sense because again, your body releases these chemicals Mm -hmm. that becomes a part of your physiology. Mm -hmm. And so I just, when I think about the constant stressors of modern day as compared to You know, being attacked by lions, tigers, and bears. Right. Um, what we're passing on physiologically is really awful. Oh my gosh! Yes, (laughs) like really awful, and we can absolutely change it. Absolutely, I love. They
0: they talk about that. They say wellness is not a state of being. It's a mm. state of action. Yes. It's a state of doing right. Like we can take action. We can do something about this and we can change our DNA and pass on better things. Right. Isn't that oh, crazy? That is really, really, I good. didn't think that that was possible, but mm. apparently it
1: is. Yeah. But yeah, let's um, let's take a minute and talk about the difference between stress and okay. stressors. Okay. Cause stress and stressors are two very, very different things. Yes. Stress is the reaction that happens in your body, right? It's the biological process, the physiological, the chemical, the hormonal, all of it. Mm-hmm. That is the stress. It's what's internal. Yep. Stressors are often external. Mm-hmm. They're the coworker, the job, the Traffic. whatever it yep. is, right? Whatever it is. The now here's what it's a kids. Yeah, exactly. Here's what I also found interesting though. And it was just like a blip, but it really got me thinking, um, they almost mention it in passing, but they're like, you know, we can be our own stressors. Hmm. We can be our own stressors with our expectations, um, with, or body image with hmm. just, I mean, you name it, Yeah, we can be our own worst enemy. We can be our own lion. Hmm. And so I thought that was really interesting because I wonder if that was true way back when. Wow you know, yeah. or if that is a result of the modern world that we live in. Gosh, I want to say hundred percent. It's a result. I, I but, do too. I, mean, I have nothing to back no, that up, right. but no data, personal experience. Yeah. Yes. So I thought that that was really interesting and it, I, oh my gosh, I'm going to say it, but I don't want to say it, but it really did make me think of your, your little, be your own best friend because thank you, you can't shut up mm-hmm. because you can't be your own stressor. Yes. You know, like you can't don't add to the problem. Yes. You know, take take some of those things off.
0: Take them off the table, off your mind. I'm so glad you said that because they talk a lot about how to avoid burnout. Like the core of it is to number one and we say this all the time, listen to your body. Yes. Listen to your body. Pay attention to your emotions. Mhm. When you feel, that's part of the problem. Is we just suppress our emotions yeah. for many different reasons. Many different reasons. Oh yeah. Men have reasons. Women have separate reasons, right? Like, so we suppress those things. So it's 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 pay attention to the emotions, pull them out. We talked about that. I think last week or the yeah. uh, first episode of the series on resilience. Pull the emotions out. I see you. Name them, like get granular. Name the the feeling. Oh, of course, I feel this way. Have look at those emotions with kindness and compassion for yourself. Yes. Again, be your own best friend. Right? Like, what would you say to your best friend if they said, "I'm feeling this way"? You're going to be like, "Well, that's dumb. Stuff that down there, sister. Like, this is ridiculous." You would never do that. Yeah. But we do it to ourselves. We are our own lion. Oh my gosh, that.
1: Yeah.
0: mm, So step number one don't be your own lion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't can be I, the lion. Can I hear something else that yeah. as we talked about like this whole process of, you know, the tunnel and the whole like processing emotions, the stress response cycle, and then we'll get back into stress and stressors. Sorry, but this is just like a, um, interesting analogy mm-hmm. for me to remember. Um, then I go back to, so it's, our stress response is very similar to our digestive system, mm-hmm. right? So it has a beginning. We put food into our bodies, mm-hmm. right? It moves. It has a middle. It moves through our bodies, goes mm-hmm. into our stomach, our intestines, all of the things. And then it has an end, Yep. right? It comes out. Yeah. It and just, if it doesn't, <laughs> it completes the cycle, right? But if it doesn't constipation, oh my gosh, like, It's painful. It is a really horrible process, but see, we, that we acknowledge that we talk about that. I mean, a lot of people don't like to talk about poop, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's something that we, um, we normalize. Yes. Right. As like, oh yeah, that really sucks. Yeah. But we don't see stress and emotions and the stress response cycle in the same way. Oh, of course we don't. It's like we get constipated. Our yeah. The stress gets stored up in our vagus nerve and it affects, which is the it largest does. nerve in our body. Yeah. So when our stress and our emotions get stuck in there, it makes us sick, I would say in even greater levels, it affects our digestive system. Well, yeah, but it affects health and many more
1: systems than just our digestive system. Yeah. I was actually thinking about it in an analogy, a different analogy. Yeah, And I was thinking about like, when, when our body puts out all those chemicals, think about those chemicals and those hormones, those stress hormones as garbage, Mm. as garbage. And if we don't take out the trash, Mm. By doing something physical, if we don't take out the trash, we become hoarders, Mm. right? We become hoarders of garbage. If you've ever been in somebody's house, who's a hoarder nine times out of 10, most of the stuff Mm. is trash. Yeah. It's actually garbage. They literally cannot throw it away. Wow. And it's like, we are refusing to take out our own trash. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is how you take out the trash. This is why we stink. This is why we stink. I'm sad people. No, you're right. absolutely right. If you yes. don't
0: take out the trash, I mean, think oh, about this is that. so good, right? Maggots form. It's rot. It's it's yeah. like disgusting. Nobody wants to be near garbage. Nope, garbage stinks. And, that's- and you know what else oh, happens man.
1: when you stand around garbage long enough? You start to stink. Oh, mm-hmm. listen, we could beat this metaphor mm-hmm. to death. This mm-hmm. is good. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Yep. Yes. Yep. Because then it's just like, oh, okay, you stink, so I stink. Everybody stinks, and you just get trapped in that. Like, yep. Life sucks. Hmm. Okay, it's true. Let's take out. That's the some
1: good stuff. That is really good. That's some good stuff. I like our analogies. Get constipated. Get a- take out the trash. I- I'm gonna go with the trash. You want to talk about constipation? You knock yourself out. Too. Oh, it certainly does. I just would oh. rather not talk
0: about that one, but that's just me. But it really, no, but, no, but it, it is it the same thing. A really analogy of just like, man, that does make so much sense, especially the last few years. If oh, my like, like people are just freaking jerks. Oh, it is right. Not everybody, but I'm just saying like, it feels like that whole polarization and the device oh yeah. and like people but- just coming at you and attacking you as if you are a lion. Exactly. Right. And exactly. we attack one another because everybody is, has been feeling that trauma and that stress. And this is their response mm-hmm. is to just like, there are bears and lions everywhere. And so therefore I just react to it. Every Everything little thing as if it is a bear or a lion because it feels like it is. And so it's kind of like nobody's fault, but everybody's fault because again, yes, with kindness and compassion, let's look at the junk. Let's look at the garbage and let's just make a decision to take it out.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell a quick we'll give funny little story. Oh, that was disgusting. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why you had to say that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I want to podcast with you anymore. That was gross. Yeah. Right. I mean, anyway, sticky thought, sorry. You had to say that then too? I did. Get out of here with your face. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Don't now I don't Be even your
0: best friend and give yourself
1: an enema. Okay, no, shut go. up. This Sweet is terrible. Chat. I'm going to tell a story. So yesterday mm-hmm. I went to Starbucks and I was in line and the people at our Starbucks over here are usually pretty great. Like yeah. very friendly, very nice. 100%. This is why I don't go to Dunkin'. Because the people that work in Duncan and Berks County tend to be awful.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Awful. I will never forget one time I went to Duncan with Frank. This is not the story. And somebody, the lady asked him to repeat the order. Or he he said, so, she said something to him. He repeated the order again a little bit louder so she could hear it. And she got snippy. Oh. And was like, okay, sir, I could hear. And he <gasps> wasn't being condescending. Oh. And we... I leaned across Frank and I was like, "Excuse me, we do not allow our children to speak to us that way."
0: That's so we are
1: mine. not allowing you, oh. and we left. I'm like, okay, "No, good. I am not doing this." Wow,
0: you don't get to. Candy's best friend is the Dunkin' Donuts drive-through
1: window. Oh yeah, person. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah. Well, the not the ones I've experienced anyway. Starbucks. Okay, so they're usually great. So I go to the thingy to order right I'm in line outside and the chick it like it was not Chick-fil-a because it was not her pleasure to serve me like she was not happy okay it was like what can I get you like it wasn't even a hey how's your day going what can I get started it was what can I get you and so I'm like excuse me like I didn't say anything but I wasn't like hey good morning. How are you? Like, I just, I threw back exactly what she threw at me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like coffee, (laughs) you know, like I just was like, ma'am do not even. Yeah. And she just was like bitchy the whole order. And it was, it obviously wasn't me. I just got there. So I'm sitting in line and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm watching her interact with the other people in front of me as they're getting their orders. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's not just me. Mm -hmm. She's not happy. Mm. And I was sitting in the line and I'm like, Oh gosh, I know what I have to do. Like we put out, we receive what we put out. Yep. Whatever vibes we're putting out are the vibes that we will come back. It Mm. is a universal law. This is not woo woo. This is just science. Mm -hmm. What we put out is what we get in return. And so I got to the window And I'm literally in my brain going, Selena, she's going to be awful. Mm -hmm. She's going to be awful and you're going to be fine. And you don't need to tell her she's awful, Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) which
1: I don't make a habit of doing. I I don't do that, but I can throw bitch right back at somebody. Mm -hmm. And so I got to the window and she was awful and she gave me my order and I looked at her and I I promise it was not facetious because I've done this facetiously before. So I know the difference. And Mm -hmm. I looked at her and said, I hope you have a great day. Mm -hmm. And she smiled
0: Aww.
1: like a genuine one. Now, I have done that. I hope you have a great day. Right. Like, I've done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was not that, though. It took me some self control. Yeah. And it just was this reminder like, oh,
0: shoot. Yeah.
1: Man, sometimes I wish these things weren't right, but they
0: are. <laughs> it's so true. It is <laughs> they so are. true. And you it was. Can, you can completely change somebody's day. Yes. If not their life. By just being kind, even exactly. when they're not, Exactly. especially when, especially they're, when they're not, I and they know it's her, hard. That reminds me of like at one time having horrific service at a restaurant and the server, she was, she was nasty, like downright yeah. nasty, like next level nasty. And I was like, oh my gosh. And a couple of times you come into the table, nasty, nasty, nasty. And then I finally, one time, she, the next time she came over, I looked her in the eye and I said, are you okay? And like that was so like, cause I thought she probably like I, I don't even think I thought about it. It just kind of came out at me. And yeah. Then with very kind eyes, I looked at her because I was like, something, yeah. something has to be so wrong. Right. And she looked at me and just started to cry. Oh, I'll bet. She was like, oh my gosh. And then she went on and like about like what had just happened, you know, with this customer who like berated her and was like the horrific things he said to her and just like. And she just wanted to curl up in a ball. Like she just wanted to go home and she couldn't. Um, but, and I was just like, oh my gosh. Cause I wanted to be like, you know what? Get us another server. How about you go home? Because clearly you don't want to be here, right? But yeah, that it's that's powerful. Oh, I love that. Well, and here,
1: here's the thing. It, this is what happens when we don't take out the trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We become full of it. Yes. We become full of it and it spills out into all these other areas that have nothing to do with how it got there in the first Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So stress is the reaction, the chemical reaction happening in your body. Mm -hmm. Stressors are the external factors. Stressors are the lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we have to handle and process both the stress Mm -hmm. and the stressor. Right but because they're two different things, they need to be handled in two different ways. Yes. Yes. Right.
0: Yep. So we got to separate the stress from the stressor. And then we got to turn toward the stress with compassion and complete the cycle.
1: Yep. Yep. And there's, there's like a lot of different ways that you can address the stressor, Mm -hmm. depending on whether it's something within your control Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or something that's not within your control. Yep. Right. So like if you're managing a stressor, that's within your control, planful problem solving Mm. is what they call it. Planful problem solving things within your control. So this is when I went to the concert, right? We're not allowed to bring purses in unless they're clear. Mm -hmm. I am not carrying around a clear, whatever that's stupid. So I'm just going to put things in my pocket, but I know the odds are good that I'm going to feel some pain while I'm there. So I'm going to put some Aleve and some Tylenol in my pocket. That is planful problem solving. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. It's just, I, I anticipate there could be a problem. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to plan ahead for it. Mm -hmm. That's simple within my control. Yeah. Right. The planful problem solving. The other thing is positive reappraisal for things out of our control, positive reappraisal. I thought this was interesting because I hadn't heard that term before, Mm -hmm. but it's deciding that the effort is worth it. Mm -hmm. And then looking
0: at the difficulties
1: as opportunities for growth. which oh,
0: post-traumatic growth. Last post-traumatic growth,
1: I know. So deciding it's mm. worth it. So like they use the example of trying to get to the mall. And we've actually had this happen before. Where you're trying to get to the mall and you're like, okay, I know it takes me 20 minutes to get to the mall. And then you run into construction. Mm. And now it's taking longer. And then somebody cuts you off. Well, you're already pissed about the construction. So now mm-hmm. you're really pissed about the person cutting you off, mm-hmm. right? And then there's an accident. So you're stuck there forever and your body starts processing, mm-hmm. okay, is this worth the effort? Mm-hmm. And so reappraising what, whether it's worth the effort or not mm-hmm. is a really great way to handle external stressors that are not within our control.
0: Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That makes me think about sometimes we get stuck in a job. Um, I don't know if this is related, but this is coming to me right now. Um, We get stuck in a job and we feel like, oh, this is like, I've made a decision. I took this job. I'm here. I got to do this job. And maybe the environment is super toxic or it's just not a good fit for you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's just not a good fit. And you say out of a sense of duty and obligation. You stay because you need the paycheck. You stay, like, there's so many different reasons that you do that. But sometimes you get stuck. It's like constipated, right? Like, well, I have no choice. Then you start to explore the choices. I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. She was put in a situation where she felt like it's a really bad situation. And no matter what she does, where she goes, she doesn't go, like, it's going to be bad either way. And, but then she started to explore this, like, I don't have to do this. I don't have to go. Even though the out, you know, exterior, whatever it would seem like, and my guilt makes me feel like I should, I don't have to go. Yeah. And that was just like this, whole, oh, this lightness. Mm-hmm. And then she woke up the day of the event and was like, you know what? I don't have to go. Yeah. And then she did the hard thing and experienced this, like, whoa, I had options. Yes. I did the hard thing. And now like, it's almost like I flex those muscles. Now I'm stronger Mm -hmm. That post-traumatic growth piece of things, but similar to a job, right? Like even, even if you don't end up changing the job, exploring the options. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Other opportunities helps to kind of like, okay, absolutely. Bring the stress, stress down. Yes. Um, do something. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny when,
1: when I was beginning to experience burnout, I remember saying to Frank, what I need right now is for you to tell me that I have the option to quit anytime I want to. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm going to, but I need to know that I have the option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you have the option. Yeah. You know, and, and I just having that Mm -hmm. changed the way that I saw everything. Yeah. And, and I thought that this was so interesting too, because that positive reappraisal, you know, one of the things they talk about is getting to the point where your body starts deciding, is this worth it or isn't? And Mm -hmm. what they said was when you begin to recognize that you are oscillating between rage and despair, Mm -hmm. it's time, it's time to assess when to quit Yes, because there is a time to quit. Yeah. There really, really is. There is. Yep.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Some people have a higher sense of duty, obligation, responsibility, like it's just hardwired. In yeah. Them. And they, it's almost like they will die.
1: Yeah. They will. And, and well, and I think part two though, like, and this, I mean, whatever, but I think at some point we become addicted to the intensity of it all. Oh, Yes, and I wonder, like, For do sure. our bodies actually become physically addicted to the amount of chemicals being dropped? I would imagine it does. For sure. So there, there becomes an addiction to the drama. Yes, and then it just perpetuates, and we seek it out in other areas. Oh my god! And we are actually, when we do that, physically killing ourselves. We are.
0: We are. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the things that we can. Speaking of physically, right? What are some of the things that we can do? to um address or deal with um the stress the the stress yeah so the stress the what is happening in
1: your body so we can store up stress for decades Mm -hmm. in our body literally literally yep and the best thing that they found for it is exercise yes it's movement physical movements yeah i think i'm wondering and they didn't talk about this but we've talked about it in in a lot of my training and schooling The exercise thing is, is tricky because you have to do exercise to a certain point that does not trigger a further stress, stress response. Yes. So, like, we're not talking about going super hard with the cardio, mm-hmm. because if you're creating a physical stress response in your body because of your level of exertion, mm-hmm. you are defeating the purpose. Mm. So, like, walking mm-hmm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Running, if you're a runner, and if it's, you're a runner, you're, like, absolutely, one of the things you can do and not feel like you're dying, which yeah. is not me. Yeah, I feel like I'm dying when I run. Um,
0: that can be fantastic bike ride for me, swimming. I yeah, love me too. Love to swim. I love to kayak. I love, I just love, it feels good yep. to move my body. I don't always, it doesn't always feel good to start. Heck no. It never right? feels good. To start. But like, but I, then it's that we've talked about this before, right? Like, so just say to yourself, I'm just going to do it for two minutes. I'm just going to do it for five minutes. Yeah. Right. Just do little. And then you start to do it and you go like a perfect example. The other day, go daddy had me like blood pressure so high. Oh no. My account is locked for like a long, long time. I keep calling I'm on hold. They keep telling me, yeah, we can't figure this out. We're going to, we'll call you back. They don't call me back. I'm not even kidding. Like I got to the point the other day, I think it was Monday where I was like, I'm going to kill somebody because, and then I give, then I get like the survey and I do the like zeros. Like this, yeah. this sucks. <laughs> you suck. Yeah. You suck. It all sucks. Which is like not normal for me, but I was like, this is terrible. Like you keep telling me you're going to fix it. You keep telling me you're going to call me back and you don't call me back. So Debbie texts me and she's like, Hey, you want to go for a walk? And I was like, yes. So, um, even though I kind of just felt like I just want to sit here mm-hmm. and do absolutely nothing. I had a lot of work meeting after meeting after meeting anyway, so I was like, yes, I know, I know yeah. this will be good for me. I don't feel like it, but I know that it will be good for me. I'm so mad driving there. I'm still on hold, like to only get the, like, so we're going to have to call you back. And I was like, do not call me back. I, those are the moments I want to like crawl through the oh phone my to gosh. strangle the person. It takes a yeah. lot to get me there. And yeah, I literally, awesome. I raised my voice. I was like, listen, I said, you are not calling me back you are going to fix this problem and send me a text to say, it's fixed. You can now log in, give me a supervisor, do something, stop making promises and not fulfilling them. I can't do this anymore. I don't have time for this. This is hours of my life now. Like, no, 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 no. So I'm like, you can see me. I'm getting fired up right now. I get there and Debbie's like, how are you doing? And I was like, Right, so I do the emotionally exhaling thing mm-hmm. with a safe person, which I think is also very, very good. Yeah, we start walking. We walked four miles. Oh my goodness! First ten minutes, I'm fired up. I'm still venting. I'm just like, wow. and then she's venting about, yes, this just happened to me. Very similar situation. Blah blah blah. Well, at the end of that walk, I am like, we're walking. I'm like, look at the circles and by the time I get in my car, yeah. I felt like a totally different person. So whatever it is for you, what like yeah. turn up the music and just dance. Yes. Right. Like put on some body groove and yep. do some crazy, like whatever, do some Zumba, get on the elliptical, whatever it is for you, because it's different for everybody. Yep. And for some people, it's not that type of physical movement. Well,
1: right. So like, I know for me, it's for sure yoga. Yes. Because one of the things um, that my pain management doctor talked about when I was in this last flare that I'm finally out of cupping, by the way, cupping solved time. it. No, nice. I'm not kidding you. Like it made a significant difference immediately.
0: It was incredible. She said, okay, can I just tell you this? Ash, Cause Ashley was telling me about this. Um, the massage therapist, she, our massage therapist, she said, cupping does in five minutes, what a deep tissue massage, what a one hour, at least a one hour deep tissue massage does in five minutes. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. Cause it, it did more to, like, for me so than what levels. one hour does. Yeah. I bet it yeah, did a lot more for me,
1: amazing. but yeah. But one of the things my um, pain management doctor told me was initially he wanted me to get an injection basically into my throat, into a block of nerves called the stellate ganglion, which is a sympathetic nervous system Mm. block of nerves, meaning it's your fight and flight nerves. And what he said to me was what's happening in you right now is that your fight or flight switch is on Mm. and it cannot turn Mm -hmm. off. It cannot turn off. Chronic pain will do that. And so, oh my gosh. And so he said, we need to do something to interrupt it So that your nervous system can reset and flip that switch off Mm. and get you out of fight or flight. Now, he wanted to do it with an injection. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I hate them. And so I decided I was not going to do that. But I did go to my yoga practitioner and said, okay, this is what's happening. And I need to, we need to do something. To shut that off at Mm. me. And I recognize it might take a little bit longer. And it did, but I'll be darned if it doesn't work. That's amazing. So for me, it's definitely yoga. And now I go three times a week.
0: Yes. (laughs) The other one is that whole concept of sleep on it, right? Mm. Like sleeping, getting a good night's sleep does wonders for your body, it does wonders for your mental health. Yeah. Sleep on it because your body heals when you sleep. Your body actually, and, and we did an episode on the power of sleep where your body actually solves problems. Oh, yeah. While you're sleeping, Absolutely. it's like it puts like the pieces of the puzzle together and you wake up. That's why, like you wake up and you're like, oh, I see a different perspective. I feel differently about this. Yeah. Sleep on it. That's another strategy. Yeah.
1: Um, a couple of the other physical things to literally move the chemicals out of your body. Was they talked about um laughter, mm-hmm. which I loved. Mm-hmm. So, and I have a lot of experience with this one because I've I know I talked about it once before on the podcast, probably a year ago. Um, but what often happens with me is I'll put on something that I know makes me laugh. It's usually some kind of stand up. Mm-hmm. And at some point during it, if I have been going through some stuff at some point during it, something will strike me as funny that's probably not even that funny. Yep. And I will laugh so hard until five minutes into it. I am ugly face crying. Why? Because my body just released something. Mm -hmm. It just released a stress cycle. Yeah. And it, it opened that up and what started
0: as laughter came out as tears. Yep.
1: And exactly. It was trash day. Yeah. And that's how we do it.
0: Oh man, yeah. that is so, so good. I remember actually during COVID of uh, like with all the stress, like somebody saying, watch some stand up comedy. Oh yeah. Like, or put on Lucy a ball, like I love Lucy, or you know, like whatever makes you l- just sit there, yeah, watch the dumb shows, laugh. And I was like, oh, really? Um, actually, no, that is something one of the doctors kind of prescribed to my dad when he was yeah. battling pancreatic cancer. Um, like just laugh, like laughter is going to be so powerful Yeah, and yeah. So that's a good one. And like, like you said, like good belly laugh, not just like the socially accepted norm of like, (laughs) it's like the golf clap. Yeah. No, no, (laughs) no. You have to actually laugh. Can I tell you something? I
1: actually watch the Cosby show like every night because it's on from like six to 8 PM. So that's like four episodes every weeknight. Uh And I grew up on the Cosby show. Now let me be clear. I do not like Bill Cosby. But I love Heath Heathcliff Clif, Heath Huxtable. Mm-hmm. Man, Dr. Huxtable was the bomb. <laughs> so I love him. But hmm. his, the old seasons anyway, of the Cosby show genuinely make me laugh. Like Aww. I still find that so funny. About that. It's something I grew up with. I know every single episode because yeah. I've seen them all a bajillion times. Hmm. Um, But it still makes me laugh. And I put it on pretty much every night
0: at some point even if it's just for 15 minutes, because I know it's going to make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Laughter completes belt. A good belly laugh completes the stress cycle from beginning to end. I, that's so good. Yeah. And here's one of the things when I was watching, uh, Amelia, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Amelia and Emily on a Ted talk, Amelia had on a shirt that said joy is an act of resistance. Oh, I love that. That's good. Joy is an act of resistance. Okay. That's a good thing. Here's another one they say. Engage your imagination. Oh. Yes. Did you watch the last episode of, of Ted Lasso? Yes, I did. Last night? Or was it last night? Night before?
1: No, it was out last week. There is, the newest one drops today.
0: No. Yes, ma'am. They no. come out Wednesdays. The next one comes out on the 24th. They come out on Wednesdays. Or the 23rd. Don't they? Uh-uh. I watched it last night watched it last night. All right. Well, I haven't thought. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I'm just going to tell you, but let's talk about it. And then I'll use this as an example. Um, it's this whole idea of using your imagination. So this could be writing a poem, writing a song, like you just say writing a poem, shut up. Everybody's (laughs) different, right? I know it's true. It's true. I'm sorry. It just struck me as funny. Write a song. (laughs) I love Taylor Swift. So Christine. When I was a teenager, I used to write a lot of poetry that I yeah. thought were going to be famous songs one day, but mm. it was, it was such a good way yeah. for me to process my emotions and get them journaling. Yeah. Obviously it's a great, great way to do that. Um, it's using it's creative self-expression, using your energy to make something new. Um, and this isn't one of those things that like, it's about perfection. It's about right. like how it's right. that can have the opposite effect. Like you said, with exercise, it reminded me of like, when I started decorating cakes, like cake boss Mm -hmm. cakes, you know, I loved it so much. It was a creative expression. It was a very stressful time in my life. I had three kiddos, two in diapers, 15 months apart. Like, oh my gosh, so stressful. But when I would decorate a cake, I'm carving the cake. I'm like, oh my gosh, making all these crazy things. It was so good for my soul. Mm. And then I turned it into a business, yeah,
1: and wrecked it, yes, yeah. And
0: then it, it no longer like it stopped feeding my soul. It became because now it was like all about it had to be perfect, right? It's People not a expression
1: anymore, it's a job, yes,
0: yes. And yeah. so that's not what we're talking about here. No, I think about pottery, like yeah. for me, making pottery was one of the best things I could ever do. My hands can't and my wrist can't really put up with it anymore, but. Um, so good because I wasn't really doing it for anyone else. I was doing it for myself, but this whole idea of imagination, Amelia actually talks about like for her, because rage is a thing for her. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, can't say it's not been a thing for me. I was going to say, I think it's a thing for a lot of people. We just don't like to say it. Yes, exactly. Um, it's very unbecoming and not very ladylike is what I was told growing up. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. So (laughs) store that up, baby. (laughs) Don't be angry because ladies don't get angry. Um, My grandmother meant well, Um, but anyway, so when I think about that whole, um, uh, oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought imagination. Oh, so Amelia talks about like Godzilla. Mm -hmm. So when she was going through her PhD program after the hospital experience, and then she realized like, oh, there are some things that I can do to help the stress cycle and process my emotions she would picture herself as Godzilla and like stomping on the skull and just going through and destroying everything. I am and,
1: identifying with that so
0: deeply. Right, I'm I knew like, you go ahead. Yeah, no. Yeah, so that makes so much sense though. It's like you you create a story, use your imagination to like, Destroy whatever it is that is stressing you out. Yeah, hopefully it's not your children, right? It's like stomping on your Godzilla, <laughs> stepping on your, stomping on your children. But I'm just like, so that is such a good example. But yeah. last night, watching Ted Lasso, there's a there's a scene where Rebecca is about to walk into a very misogynistic experience. Like, okay. Ugh um Rupert is there need I say more he's so slimy oh oh I need wait until you got I can't so man you haven't watched it I'm not going to tell you like the worst part but she's standing in a mirror before she walks into this room with all of these men and she knows she's the token woman Mm -hmm. right oh right and she looks in the mirror and she is like you can see like, she's stressing, she's sweating. She's like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then all of a sudden she looks and she sees her little, little Rebecca, her her Mm. little girl version of herself. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can see, she kind of like looks at her little girl and then she reaches down to her feet and she uses her hands and she like pulls her hands up and you know, like the power pose move.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And she like, goes like so like i wish you could see
1: she's like yeah throwing she's her hands, hands up like a up bear in the air yeah. like a
0: bear yeah she gets like as big Make as a bear big. she kind of makes her like oh kind of look and she's like looking at her little girl going You're a you know like and then she walks into the room with this Confidence, and it's like yeah i'm here mm-hmm. right sits at the table and the man starts talking and the men start yeah whatever you know he's saying and just like yes and all of a sudden she sees them as these little baby boys <laughs> the little boy versions of themselves and she musters up like she gets she finds her voice and she says you have got to be kidding me is this joke and she just lets like she gets <laughs> into them and I'm like it's amazing I, my hairs are all standing up with my body right now but like it was like she she engaged her imagination mm-hmm. to process the stress and to muster up the courage to be the badass that she is yeah and it was one of my favorite ever scenes in yeah. Ted Lasso but like there's just power in that. Oh for you know, sure. Or, oh for sure. I love it. For sure. So much.
1: Sorry. I'm No, so that's excited. That. I'm gonna watch it tonight. About. We'll watch it tonight. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the, the two other things <laughs> that I we want to talk and then we're gonna have to wrap up. Yeah, I know um Lazy. with managing stress. So the six second piss mm-hmm. now. This only works if Don't you actually me, like Selena. the person. Do not kiss me. Oh, sweetie. You are <laughs> not in any danger of that. You should be so lucky.
0: Please. Seconds. When you think about that, Please. it's a long time. It is. It's a well, Unless it's somebody that you
1: really love. It's still long. The six seconds. Right? But it like is. again, it works for a variety of reasons. One, because if you're going to kiss somebody for six seconds, you must actually really like them. Yeah. And two, it does create the oxytocin drops, yep. that chemical reaction in there. Um, in addition to the six second kiss, it's the twenty second hug. I mean, yes. I, we've all probably felt this at some point, but we didn't realize maybe what was happening. But mm. you ever have somebody hug you, and it starts out like, yeah, okay, whatever, okay, okay, and then all of a sudden, your yes. shoulders drop. Yes, and it's just, uh, yes, and you settled into it. Yep. That shoulder drop that, ugh, yes, that is a stress cycle completing yeah. in you. Yep.
0: And they found that it often takes 20 seconds yep. of a hug. It's, it's connection They that like they, they put the kiss and the yep. hug in that realm of, of connection, that deep sense of connection. But they also say it can start with a very supernatural, like, for example, complimenting your barista Right, mm. can start with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, that 20-second hug, I have felt that. I remember, like, like, I think I told you this, like, I don't know, this was a couple months ago. It was, I had a deep, visceral reaction to Liz, my daughter-in-law, leaving my house, normal thing. And she hugs me like she always does, you know, walking out the door. And something just happened inside of me, but she didn't let go. It wasn't like a, oh, pat on the, you know, Mm -hmm. like, It was a deep, that, that sense of like, we like, I I don't know, there was just this connection, the shoulder drop, all that. And then I just started crying. Yeah. And I was like, and I I was embarrassed. I was like, what just happened? I said to her, I was like, you literally like moved me to tears because your hug was so Jimmy hugs like that too. My son, Jimmy, like he's just like like just, I don't know. It's like this great big bear hug. And I can yeah. feel it. I can sense it, the emotions. And so it is because it's telling your body You're safe. I'm safe. Yeah. yeah. There's a connection here. I'm loved. I'm safe. They call it the a bubble of love. Is that right? They like, do, but I don't that, I knew I'm you not would on that. No. so love that. Don't love that. Get yourself a love bug bubble. No. But I they also like say, because some people and I love this. They address the fact that some people will say, like, I don't have that person. Right. I don't have that person that I can give a six-second yeah. kiss to or get a 20-second hug. And so they say animals. Oh yes. Are Pesh. so good yep. for this. Being out in nature, connecting with the divine, they say is like because again, it's that connection, that yep. deep sense of connection. Um Oh gosh. So there are everybody, everybody can do this and experience this. It made me think of when you had said like
1: you went into that hug and then all of a sudden you felt that and started crying. It's like the same thing. Like when I talked about with watching something funny, laughing, Yeah, it's the laughing until all of a sudden and there it all comes out. Yes.
0: Yeah. And crying, they say too, right? Like, so yeah, just like Allow yourself. I think this is the other thing we stuff our emotions. Oh, I never let crying myself. Crying is for babies. <laughs> you know, I've shared this like I grew up hearing like, stop crying, or I'll give you give something you to, to cry, cry about, for, mm-hmm. cry about, and you know, so you just learn stuff, stuff, stuff. Crying isn't good. Crying is one of the healthiest and most healing things you can do. Like and cry, like go somewhere and ugly cry. Yeah. Um. I'm also a big fan of like I, I forgot to say this like with the physical movement like mm-hmm. moving your body like. Break things, yeah. You know what's so funny? Frank and I were just talking about that last night mm-hmm.
1: about a time when I was a kid, I broke something, but I don't think I've ever done that
0: since. Yeah, there there are actual places. I uh, get yeah, there where are. You can go and like literally was that on the test? I think it was. Yeah, not too long ago. I, when I, I just saw, saw it. One, maybe was it think
1: anyway, i don't know but we just saw it yeah, like yeah.
0: places you can literally go oh, i yeah. talked about this like i really would love to open a place like this where they just have like old computers old tvs glass you yep. know um glasses just- and plates and stuff throw them against the wall you put on the suits you protect yourself you but, can like, have a
1: bat and smash them
0: yeah. you can throw them yes. yep yeah it's, it's like stuff. that whole concept of a horse you know like you i remember mike foster posting about this years ago and I, it. i'll never forget it because it was a picture of this horse like flailing what is that called when they buck or whatever right like i don't know and and his whole point is like when a thunderstorm is coming a stressor mm-hmm. to a horse thunderstorm is coming horses will flail they'll buck they'll do all these things they'll neigh, they'll like they act crazy because they're processing the stress yes they're moving their bodies There's start they feel a threat the thunderstorm is coming they're moving their bodies and then until they're safe then they stop right yeah and yep. then it's like well but we're taught like nice people, especially women. Right. Like, but I think men too, like control yourself. Like don't, yeah. don't break things. Don't punch things. Don't do these things. Like that's not good. Actually. No, find a safe way. Yeah. A safe outlet. I'll never forget one time. Oh my gosh. We had, um, Jim and I early on in our relationship, he lost his business. Like it, it was crazy. And we had his, his car was actually repossessed and I will never forget like the look on his face when the repo man came Mm. and he was like trying so hard to talk like please like this is the only car we have like to to work and he and and the guy was just like like ignoring him and hooking up the thing and and drove it out of the driveway and I'll never forget Jim walking out of the house going into the backyard and at this point we we lived at a place where it was like in the woods and he I don't know if he picked up like a big branch or if he it was a bat. I don't know what it was, but he just started beating a tree, like just beating the crap out of a tree. Yeah. And I remember thinking, Oh crap. Like he's psycho. And then, but he came back in and it was like, Oh, different person than he was 10 minutes before he went out and beat up a tree. Like, gosh, you find that outlet. I think that is so incredibly yeah, good. He was completing um, the
1: stress cycle.
0: Yes. And he was crying while he was doing it. Like he was, I don't think he would mind me saying this, but like, it was like, it was a whole thing. Yeah. And, um, and that was like, yeah. So we need to do that more. Yeah. I thought one thing that was really interesting, um, when they talk about the freeze response,
1: um, you know, how your body's deciding what gives you the greatest chance of survival. And sometimes it's to play dead mm. and that's the freeze response. Mm-hmm right? They think that's the best way to keep you alive Mm. is you just freeze. Mm. You cannot do anything. And what they talked about, they noticed it in animals, but they have found that it happens in humans as well. Lots of animals play dead. Mm. Um, we see that all the time, but after an animal has played dead, when the threat is gone, their body will start to shake. Mm. They will shake, they will quiver. And then it's like, all of a sudden they wake up Mm. And they can go about their day. And often, apparently, when we have a freeze response, that is what our body wants to do when it's finishing, when it's coming out the other side of the tunnel. Often there is shaking involved. Hmm. That is your body. Wow. Attempting to release those chemicals.
0: That's so fascinating. Isn't that interesting? Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So interesting.
0: Well, let's wrap with this because I love it when they, I I love when they say the cure for burnout is not self care, right? Cure for burnout is not self care. It's all of us caring for each other. Mm. It's that connection. Yeah. That is so, so important. Number one, us not being our own lion. Yeah. Talked about that. Oh yeah. Having kindness, showing ourselves kindness and compassion, handling our emotions with kindness and compassion. Of course, I feel that way. Of course I do. Mm-hmm. Right. But then doing that for other people, like
1: Being you nice did to the chick in the Starbucks yes, line.
0: Exactly. <laughs> right. You didn't want yeah. to do that. No, I really didn't. But that, that is so disarming. <laughs> yeah. And if we can do that and show up in the world that way and help disarm people, because of course they're responding this way because they've got so much trash inside of them and they haven't taken it out because nobody has showed them how yeah and we can have that kind of compassion and mercy and kindness toward people then it becomes reciprocal yeah and culture starts to shift
1: absolutely absolutely Um, yeah I think my 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 takeaway from all of this would be to get to the at some point in your day and ask yourself how did I take out the trash today hmm Because if you haven't taken out the trash today, you are building up trash because there's never a day without it. Yeah. And I promise you, you've got trash that's 20 years old stored up in there. It's going to take a while. Yeah. It's going to take a while, but it's always going to be worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Complete the stress cycle. Yep. I love that. That's a great thing. Like every day at the end of the day, have I taken out the trash?
1: Yep. Because I don't want to wake up stinking tomorrow.
0: You know, they say, this is, uh, I'll end with this thinking about that because sometimes you might get to the end of the day and like I'm not going to take a walk now right like I'm I'm about to go to sleep but you can do this you can tighten up every muscle Mm -hmm. in your body hold it for 10 seconds literally I did this last night I was trying to go to sleep and I was feeling like I I couldn't couldn't go to sleep tighten up every muscle in your body from like squeeze your neck make your shoulders your earrings right like Mm -hmm. tighten that tighten your thighs your feet like squeeze it all your Everything squat um help me. What's it clench your fists, right? Like do all that. 10 seconds. Let it go. Yep. Relax. That completes
1: yeah. the stress cycle. Well, and they talk about doing it progressively as well. Mm. Start with your feet. Move up to your legs, your thighs, mm-hmm. your abdomen, your shoulders, your arms. Like do it progressively through your body. Pick a muscle group. Yeah. And yeah, no, that's fantastic. And especially with your face. Yes. What the heck? (laughs) And you're going to feel like an idiot. Yeah. You really are. Yeah. You're not going to want to do this in front of anybody. Oh, no, no, no. But it's worse than ugly. Like, because sometimes in yoga, she has me do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like amazed, like, oh, I didn't realize how much tension I was
0: holding in my face until I let it go. Yeah. 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 It's so true. I think that's where I learned I learned it there and in Lamas. Yeah. Like, through like child, like, because. When we hold the, you know, like we're, we're squeezing our clenching our fists and we're like scrunching up our face and doing all those things because of the pain. Yeah. It actually makes the pain worse, which makes sense. I didn't make it
1: through Lamaze. I had Alex halfway through my Lamaze classes.
0: <laughs> oh, for real? He was early. Oh my gosh. That's so funny.
1: <laughs> Frank had to go down the night I had him and be like, we're not going to make it. She just
0: had the baby. <laughs> Of course you did. Oh uh, it's and, good stuff. And remember, joy is an act of resistance. Yes. Take out the trash and laugh. Do it, do it. Oh. All right. See you next week's guy- Bye. week, Sky. Bye. Guys. <laughs>